0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on another lively weekend of Scottish football Celtic survive an early scare to sweep aside 10-man St Mirren Rangers keep up their winning league run But there's still some grumbling amongst Ibrox fan base, And there were big wins for the likes of Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen and Motherwell as Dundee United stay bottom I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight You have Andy Halliday And Roger Hanna Yeah Gordon As you say We're caught between a wild weekend And a massive midweek In the Premiership Celtic and Andy's hearts Warmed up for their double header With wins that Weren't always comfortable But ended in big score lines Hibs and Rangers Prepared for their clash At Easter Road with wins But the Ibrox faithful Are still in a state of unrest Jim Goodwin Was hit by a coin And dodged pies Juice cups And a myriad of missiles As Aberdeen spoiled his debut With Indy United and Motherwell 10 points from 12 under their new gaffer with that win at Dingwall Stuart Kettlewell's honeymoon periods lasting longer than all of Gordon Dale's honeymoons put together it's a pretty typical weekend for me a Rangers League win a Celtic League win a Hearts League win and some VR drama which I'm sure we're going to get into in the next two hours ah you never know I think you might But you love to be surprised 01419511025 That is the number you need So come on down And let the guys know What is on your mind So much on a Monday night Come on we, Even just a flavour of it As Roger Hanna gave you uh, So efficiently there at the top If you start on Saturday Rangers win 3-1 But there are banners Or grumbles in the second half About the performance Michael Beale talking about Wanting everyone to pull In the same direction That sort of thing So Rangers fans What do you make of all that? Uh, Celtic fans yesterday Was there any point? Did you doubt it at any point? 1-0 down at half time uh, It certainly didn't seem like there was any cause for doubt Come full time Across both those games I'm sure there were refereeing decisions uh, Or VAR issues that you'd like to discuss Elsewhere in the league Jim Goodwin Motherwell Big wins for Hearts and Hibs And Aberdeen as well So there's so much to get through Don't hang around Please get in touch 0141-951-1025 Result of the weekend Roger I'm going to go for Hibernian um, It was a very difficult week or 10 days for them After the sad passing of Ron Gordon Their own chairman um, An emotional afternoon A big travelling support through in Livingston with them And they responded in a very appropriate fitting manner Four goals A big win against Livingston And it certainly keeps them on the, on the coattails of Andy's hearts I can't believe it Gordon It's two and two weeks yes. I went for Motherwell again Well done it was a the good old fashioned choice. six point that you've got to say in Dingwall and you know Stuart Kettlewell now uh, ten points in, in four games in charge of Motherwell, so yeah, fully deserved. Lovely. Um goal of the weekend. I have to go for Duke. It was one of those that I saw it on Saturday it's night. Unbelievable. And I, loved I actually it. had to see it again yeah. to make sure he had done what I thought he had done. Yeah. Great bit of play. And the wee cheeky impudent finish down past Martin Pirigiti. It was, it was terrific. I love it because it's the type of thing that you always get some dafty that tries it at five a side. Yeah, and falls I've, over. And I, I've now changed my tune. I know you like team goals and mm-hmm. some people like long range strikes. My new criteria is goals that I've never really seen before. Yeah, Just do fair. something a bit different for me. And that was one of them. Anyway. I think it was a fantastic weekend for goals. I thought actually, there was a yeah. lot of goals to choose for. Roger Hanna was live watching a great team goal in the second goal mm. for Hearts. But yep. listen, I think... It's important in this show that we give a bit of love to the lower league sometimes. And for me, the yes. goal of the weekend is 
Craig McGuffey has to be a 14 minute hat trick. He takes, listen, we all praised Stephen Humphreys for his magical goal a couple of weeks ago. Amazing. Again, equally as good. Takes it down with his chest, goal out his goal from the halfway line, catches it sweet as a nut on the, on the half volley. So, fully deserved. And, Wonderful and, and choice. One word for Craig McGuffey. V- very well done. But I'm glad you've got it out of your system before you play United and Monday night, your old team. We don't want any of that mm. nonsense in the cup quarter final week tonight, Craig. Ayrshire bias, as always, right? Howler of the weekend. I'll have to go for poor old Ryan Edwards mm. um, I saw him enduring a very difficult 90 minutes A week past on Saturday at Dingwall They lost 4-0 He then came home to hear the criticism in sports scene from Neil McCann He tried his best to defend himself through the week Did okay at that Didn't defend in United very well on Saturday night at, uh, Against Aberdeen Elbowed out by Duke for the opening goal Repeated the mistake of Marley Watkins for the third goal and if he continues to defend like that Then the United are going down Marley Watkins are a fantastic goal By the way in the criteria But I feel a bit sorry for him Because I thought for the first 35-40 minutes of the game He was excellent But for me it's got to be Charles Dunn I think St Mirren had Coped with a very good Celtic team Pretty well in the first 40 minutes Restricting them to very little And then a moment of madness Not only to have a poor slack back pass towards a goalie But then that split second decision To bring in, uh, bring mm. down Kyogo And give them an absolute mountain to climb yeah, not great um, What's left? Top performer, main man of the weekend Okay, then I'll split it with Andy He's already given Motherwell result the weekend I have to go for yes. your man Kevin Van Veen um, He's scored a lot of goals now, Gordon Once again, he's into the teens for Motherwell You wonder where Motherwell would be without him Two very smart finishes And as we said at the top of the show 10 points from 12 for Stuart Kettlewell They're going very well Go on then, you've not given me a Hearts one yet So this is bound to be some Hearts player I've not actually gave Hearts a mention in this part of the show For a number of weeks now like Which probably coincides with a 2-0 defeat to Motherwell <laughs> last week But, come on Roger, back me up Josh Gianelli, fantastic performance Loves playing against St Johnson Just seems to be that team that His eyes light up any time he sees it in the fixture list Another brace What do you call him, Gino? Gino yeah, yeah, that's one of my favourite Scottish football nicknames. Fine. Fantastic. Okay, I'll give you it whilst we can. Oh, one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde SSB. What is on your mind tonight? It's Monday night, so there's bound to be like refereeing and VAR stuff because that's par for the course, and and we thrive on that at times. That's okay, but we are here until eight o'clock, so it might be nice to actually talk about football at some point as well. Just a mad notion that we sometimes come up with. If you fancy it, get in touch and let us know. Let's start with yesterday's game in. Paisley though uh, And we'll hear from Ange Postacoglu As we mentioned A, a scare If you can call it that 1-0 down um, Heading into the break But a comfortable win In the end We just had to maintain Our composure Which I thought For the most part The lads did well um, You know It's very easy to Get caught up in Sort of the game State at that point But you know We we continue to sort of try and maintain our football and create some good chances. You don't want to be fall into the trap of just thinking it'll unfold naturally. We still have to work hard for it, but the beauty of this team, as I said, is that they're prepared to do that. And as I said, with the guys coming on, providing us the drive when we needed it at that point, um, you know, I thought it was a really excellent performance. Roger, half-time. I was driving, missed the first half, knew I would catch up later, listened and thought, oh, this is... Not the way Celtic games tend to start Maybe, just maybe uh, St Mirren can do it again But my goodness The combination of St Mirren going down to 10 men And an utterly relentless uh, Second half performance Yeah, well listen for, for whatever it was 38 or 40 minutes It actually did have a feel 
of that game back in September Marco Hara had scored the first goal Celtic, they were plugging away I think at half time they did 83.5% possession Which was their biggest first half possession of the entire season But to St Mirren's credit They weren't really letting Celtic do very much with all that possession at that stage But from the moment Charles Dunn went off I thought one of the problems with that you know, you can throw Richard Taylor off the bench and you still got the back five, but it was a running of, of Alec Grieve that they missed up there with Curtis Main. It was a terrible shift for Curtis Main after the sending off. And, you, you know, you felt St Myrne then would have to just do it in increments and they managed to get to half time, but as soon as the first goal went in, there was only one way. And Celtic were relentless, they were professional, they were ruthless in the second half. And every time they were up the park Actually for a spell Gordon looked as if they were going to score a goal Yeah Got to echo quite a lot of that I thought St Mirren were, were very very compact I think if you're If, if you're wanting Any ground not to go 1-0 down to It's probably St Mirren at the moment The way they've got uh, Defended at home this season And their defensive record But Listen I, I'm a broken record When I talk about the introduction of Celtic subs And you know It took half time for the introduction of Abada And immediately the impact he made I just thought that Extra burst of energy I thought the tempo went up For the full team And then of course Like Roger said When the first goal goes in It's going to be a long long Second half for, for St Mirren I, th- I think he's due a turn In the team now Abada I think for a long time You know we've spoken The build up to the cup final That the front three Sort of picked itself Of Jota, Kyogo mm. and Maida But I think Abada's now beginning To elbow Maida Out again uh, Let's bring in Tony Indram Chapel. What did you make of it yesterday Tony as a Celtic fan You must be pleased With the way it finished yeah, well, I was very pleased. I I thought I thought St Myrne done well actually. I'd done well up uh, for thirty eight minutes. I thought they had a good game plan, and uh, they were they were keeping Celtic at bay. I, I still think Celtic would have won the game, maybe no five one, but I think they'd have won the game. But credit to St Myrne, done well. It's not really what I'm going to speak about. Really, I'm going to speak about. I'm glad Celtic won, and I congratulate my cup. I've been away in the rig, so that's me just kind of catching up and everything. Uh, it was good to really get a cup victory. But anyway, I'm not going. I know your time's pressed. You take your time, uh, don't you worry, Tony. Well, a couple of things I just want to speak to you about VAR. I've actually been on before about this, right? I don't mean to be controversial, right? I've got my I've got my opinions on it. And I watched this thing called Ref Watch, which was on Sky Sports. Mm-hmm. And this Ref Watch, what they done? They look at all the decisions, right? Uh, they looked at the the Rangers penalty and what the guy says was it's bizarre this is a ref he says it's bizarre he says I can see the point he may be the ref thinking it was a penalty will he call him funnily enough getting a penalty he says I can see the point that he might have thought that but it blatantly tells you that it's no a penalty because there's no way that you can see that it hits that boy's hand now in the same game the Rangers game there's a, another decision when Alan McGregor wipes out the, the Kilmarnock boy. Nothing, absolutely nothing was saying about it. The Kyogo incident, right? I watched the Kyogo incident. Referee sends the guy off, rightly so. Gives the penalty, rightly Well, okay, we could maybe argue inside or out. Last point of contact, maybe I'm seeing it through green eyes. I thought it was inside the box. But I would I would accept that we could argue about that. But why does the referee not go and look at the go and look at the console? Why does he not go and look at that? Because he went and looked for Osman when no get pulled in. Yeah, it's slightly different, Tony. You're not the referee is not required to go and look at the monitor in that type of instance. And that's not just a Celtic game, it's not just a Scottish premiership game. That that's a VAR thing. It's a bit like 
offside if you like Now the irony of this is We will still argue about whether it's inside the box or not But overall that's meant to be considered a factual decision It's meant to be either in the box or outside the box It's meant to be factual, it's meant to be black and white You're meant to be able to tell one way or the other So like offside the ref is not required to go and look at the monitor on those instances. Like I say, that's not that's not just yesterday with Kyogo. That that's just sort of over the over the piece for Vary. He wouldn't be required to go and look for that one. I accept that. So the man behind the VAR then makes the decision, Andrew Dallas. So he makes a decision whether it's inside or outside. How does he make that decision? Mm. Does he make that with his eye? Or does he go lines the same as offside, which they show you in England, they're quite it's quite open and it's, it's easy to see. There you are. There's the line. There's the the eighteen yard box. It was that was his last point of contact. The eighteen mm. yard box. That's when he was pulled in. Nothing like that. It just came back. Andrew Dallas has made that decision. Yeah, they don't they don't show you lines down south or or anywhere with regards to it being inside the box or not. You're right for for offside, which obviously we do as well. But they they don't show you lines about who's in or outside the box. Well, to be honest with you. I'm baffled with it And the reason why I'm baffled There's no I thought you said two minutes ago You you could understand Maybe it was through green tinted glasses And you could argue that it was outside You said that about two minutes ago I'm not just talking about the Kyogo incident right. what, what I'm saying What I'm saying is I'm baffled with the VAR Right Because The VAR is a machine Right Agreed It's the people behind the machine That's the problem And what's been highlighted is This is happening for one team and it's no Celtic. This is happening for one team. I don't know how many penalties Rangers have had all season. That's all you see. Tavernia penalty. Tavernia penalty. All the time. Yeah. To me, it's cheating. There's cheating going on in Scottish football. And somebody needs to speak about it. Because it's not right. That's my personal opinion. I think people are cheating. Roger, <laughs> to pick that up. I'm not cheating. Is that what no. you're... <laughs> Listen, I'll go through the weekend incidents one by one. Get them off the chest. I thought the foul on Kyogo was outside the box. I thought Greg Taylor handled the ball for the penalty. I thought Celtic's penalty at the end was a penalty. Um, the handball in the Rangers game, I didn't really see with my naked eye, and I was very surprised mm. when Derek McInnes said after the game, "Yes, it was a penalty." Um, I really wasn't expecting that from the commandant manager. And the other one that Tony mentioned, I thought Alan McGregor was really fortunate to get away with the one in the box. I know the players get away from goal. That doesn't make any difference. Um, I didn't think he got the ball. I thought he got the Kilmarnock player and I think he got away with one. I am fascinated with the the Kilmarnock handball, Andy, because Derek McInnes, who hates VAR, has made it abundantly clear that he hates VAR, said after the game that it did its job and that he was... Content that his team Gave away a penalty And Tony's right Dermot Gallagher Went and gave his opinion Today on Sky Sports News And said he didn't think It had hit The Kilmarnock defender's arm But Derek McInnes did And that just sort of I mean if If, if he can't agree and Then I'll, I'll just I'll just I'll just keep myself out of it And my watch only, everyone else out. My only issue with that handball Is I think it's down to A matter of opinion Which VR shouldn't be I don't think The camera angle shown Looking conclusive enough That it hit his arm Below the t-shirt line Which is the threshold And I've only seen The two angles The one from behind uh, The the Kilmarnock defender And the one from behind the goal The one from behind the goal Looks as if it hits The Kilmarnock player's hand for me But 
is it below the t-shirt line? I don't think it's conclusive enough. But to be fair, I don't but think I, that what I was, was that even the argument though. I think was Dermot Gallagher not suggesting it doesn't even. I know, but hit. Dermot Dermot Gallagher, who cares? Generally, who cares what he says because oh, he's, he, he's doing ref watch, he's doing ref watch and Sky Sports News. Uh, the VER that we're using in our country is supposed to be doing the job for us. And what I will say is, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of VER myself. I actually thought VER had a very, very good weekend. Like the three incidents we've talked about at St Mirren, David Dickinson didn't give one of them in normal time. That VER's job is to come in and pick up the incidents that the referees have missed. So VER done its job in that game. In terms of the Rangers game, like I said, I don't think it's conclusive enough from the, the handball, but I, for me it looked like a handball. Uh, but I think that one that Tony didn't mention, I don't know if he was going to, I think uh, Connor Golson is a foul for Kilmarnock's goal, which Derek McInnes didn't mention after the game. I don't think there's a debate about that. You can't jump on somebody's shoulders and have two hands on somebody's shoulders, not allowing them to jump to compete mm. for a ball. Just to clarify, Gordon, this is Andy Halliday who's... When over St Johnson was helped when Lawrence Shanklin wasn't penalised by VAR for a foul in the build up to the first goal, and Kai Rolls didn't get a red card for taking down Conor McLennan when he, he was, was offside. He was offside, <laughs> Roger. <laughs> and Lawrence, Lawrence is not a foul. It's not a foul. Don't bite. And look, <laughs> Ross County feel they were. Ross County feel they were hard done by against Motherwell. There was two massive yeah, VR yeah. calls in that game. If we're talking about you know Tony's on, it's to the benefit. What did of you one think team, of them, Gordon? I'll be honest. I thought it did its job on the first one. Red card? I th- if that's the other way around, I'm, if I'm Malky Mackay, I'm Conor Randall's not covering around that. You don't think so? No. Oh, sorry. All right. am I, am I, you, th- you think it is a red card? Not convinced. I wasn't convinced either. Not, I certainly not enough to I agree upgrade with it from the yellow. The, penal- the penalty is a really good spot yeah, because I, like I, do, I do think Yakaviti is mm. fouling was it Callum Butcher before it was all about yeah. I think Yakaviti initiated See, the again, that's, right, that's, well, a, that's up for debate for me because I think they're both at it mm. and then when Yakaviti gets mm. away Callum Butcher drags him to the floor mm. I think if the referee doesn't give that I think you can sort of the, argue the, that he's got it right but flip, I think the fact he gives it I don't think it's a clear and obvious error is, is it not the it? flip side of the one with Ryan Portis and Liam Scales I think we've now just rhymed off about 25 refereeing decisions um, I mean Tony look this. I'll never convince you that nobody's cheating so I won't even try I won't, I won't waste either of our time but I just wonder on a, on a day like yesterday Maybe it didn't all go You know The way that you wanted Every single incident But Celtic got a penalty they, St Mirren got a man sent off Celtic won 5-1 Why are you so aggrieved About yesterday If <laughs> I'll play your game for a minute If there's cheating Going on It didn't really do a very good job Of it yesterday did it? They did Because they gave Because they gave Rangers a penalty I said but... yesterday Tony But again You can you know, you want to talk a lot about the game at Ibrox rather than your own I, team, which is no, fine no, up talk, to a point. I talked about it, I talked about the whole the whole thing across far, right? So I'm just trying to give you an overview. The overview is Kyogo, as far as I was concerned, was a penalty. But I'm willing to hold my hands up about that. Right. The other thing the boy was saying about I think it was Andy was saying about below the shirt line and all the rest, yet you couldn't conclusively say that he's saying it's now he's a Rangers man, so he's gonna he's gonna go that way, so he's going the opposite way, so it's not a penalty, right? It's not a penalty. The guy how he can say about the, the referee, we're not interested in the referee on the telly, we he's going to say that guy's a referee, the official referee, he's not got an axe to grind with any team. So he's saying I'm baffled. Yeah, but the point is, Tony, if we're gonna pick one person's opinion because it backs up your held opinion, Derek McInnes, the Kilmarnock manager, felt <laughs> 
that it was the right decision I'm not saying you need to believe him either What I'm trying to point out though There's clearly enough of a debate to be had there Without you being convinced that the world's out to get you I'm, I'm no, I don't know where you get me It's nothing to do with me I'm only a guy on the phone I'm just seeing what I'm seeing and well, I'm Okay, would you, take, would you take my point though? Dermot Gallagher might think it doesn't hit the hand Derek McInnes Who is allowed to be biased Because he's the Kilmarnock manager Thinks it was a penalty I'm not saying I'm, I'll repeat this many times Because people tend to pick these things up wrong I'm not saying Derek McInnes is right Or Dermot Gallagher's right But if those two can have differing views Does it not tell you it's, it's maybe Somewhere in the middle It's maybe worth debating about It's maybe not that much a, a deal Quite happy to debate I, I've not got a problem with debating And I'm listening to your point Believe me I'm listening to your point And I've got an open mind on it But if I've got Somebody who's a welder and can weld something, and I've got somebody who's a jiner, and you ask the jiner to go and weld that 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 butt. So that's the same as a referee, and you've got a manager who's not a referee. He's right, a manager you know, of that team, though. You would you would you would, you would accept that he might be a bit biased, wouldn't you? Yes, I I would. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's not a referee. The referee is the referee. This guy is quite a, a well thought of referee. They sat down with the other fella, they looked at it, and it was blatant, and they went, how can that happen? It's bizarre. That was the words the guy used, bizarre. Now, you've got to ask yourself, why are these guys saying that? These guys have not got an axe to grind, don't you? So, to me, there's been too many decisions, too many, over the season, and it's, it's the elephant in the room that nobody speaks about. Everybody speaks uh-huh. about it, Tony. Tony, you're 40, not listening on a Monday, calls a week on it. Everybody speaks about it, Roger. Doesn't I, I don't understand that. Everybody always thinks that VAR's out to get so, their team. I'm, I'm, does the welder come in after you grind the axe? <laughs> does he fix the axe? Or does the elephant fix the axe? I'm kind of lost a wee bit here. I really don't know. Do you, anything else to add? Derek McInnes is a Rangers man, remember? Used to play for Rangers. Mm. Yeah, that's exactly what we need. Thanks, Tony. 01419511025. Come on, pick up the phone and join in the fun. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. It's 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB. Get in touch. Let the guys know what is on your mind. Let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan. What have you got for us, John? Hi guys, good evening everyone of you Hi Jordan uh, On the point of the, the refereeing Yesterday in the, the St Mern Celtic game I'm going, to, I'm going to go against the grain here I think the referee got every decision spot on well, um, you, mean, you mean eventually Eventually, all, yeah. eventually you mean, yeah I, I think got the, the, the contest, contended decisions aye, the, con, the ones that, obviously The mm. penalty, Taylor penalty um, I think by the letter of the law If that's how are going to operate it. His arms away from his body. It's a penalty kick. The kill go one. The initial contacts outside the box. So that's where the fouls initiated. Um, I think he got. I think the referee got the decisions. Yeah, I got. I think he got them right yesterday. With the help of Arjon. I mean, I, th- I think the officials together got the decisions. Right. I'm not too sure David Dickinson initially did because he missed the handball by Greg Taylor. Well, and missed all three. Uh, yeah, whatever yeah. way you want but to I, look but at. But I think that this is. Listen, John's right. The officials got it right. This is what VAR is there for. Referees are only human mm. If they make mistakes And David Dickinson made some Yesterday he's not the first referee To make mistakes He won't be the last But VAR corrected those mistakes And I think The decisions that VAR Ultimately came to The Greg Taylor handball The Charles Dunn challenge on Kyogo And then Celtic's penalty at the end I think they were all correct 
Just for, for a point of accuracy, John, though, the, the, the Charles Dunn and Kyogo, it's not necessarily where the contact's initiated. It would be if the contact continued into the box, it still would be a, a, a penalty in that instance. But you, you don't think that happened then? What, you think it stopped before? or No, no well, I've, I've played football for a number of years and, you know, any refereeing decisions, albeit fortunately enough, didn't have VAR when I was playing. Um, you know, if a referee sees a foul, it's where the contact's made. It's outside mm. the box as far as I'm concerned. Um, but as I said, I think the guy's got it right. I know uh, the referee, I know the boy in the VAR as well, coming through the junior ranks over the past few years, um, as much as I had my issues with him. My biggest fear, albeit just talking about the VAR thing, was the cup final last week. My biggest fear was getting into that about VAR, and there wasn't one contentious decision that VAR had to check. The, that that Dunn and Kyogo one, Roger, is it's, it's an interesting one because it's not it's not really like a tackle, right? Where you can give your opinion and say you know or interpret things in, in a different way. People are still sending me the clip right now and saying, "Look, that's clearly inside the box." And some people are sending the exact same clip and saying, "Look, this shows you that it's outside." So there's not a great. I know where that debate can can really go. Ultimately, the best way to try and assess it as far as the rules go, it, I feel it's based on where the contact between the players is. Right, even if it continues into the box, it would be a penalty. So, what you have to do is watch that clip. And yes, Kyogo's foot is on in close to the box. Delete is applicable. Um, you have to ask yourself: Is Charles done in the box at any point when he contacts Kyogo? It's probably the easiest way. Uh, of summing it up But as I said at the start People have made up their minds On this either way So it doesn't really bother me What what was your How would you try and explain it Even though it's meant to be Black and white No I think John is right I think you know ultimately The decision was correct David Dickinson He's down at Ground level Difficult sometimes To get a proper gauge On the distances He initially thought That the foul had carried on Inside the box But I think Your description of it Is probably the best Gordon That at no mm. stage you know, was any part of Charles Dunn really near the penalty box? Well, I'm saying that's and, the way you have to analyse it. I'm not saying whether he is or not. Yeah, and I, listen, I thought it was a free kick. I thought VAR got it correct. Charles Dunn was correctly sent off. And Celtic mm. went on to win the game comfortably. Very magnanimous of John, to be fair. Andy, who's a Celtic fan, coming on saying, you know, I think all three decisions were, were fine. No complaints. Are we now getting used to the handball? Or I mean, you as a, you as a pro, you you still feel hard done by if you're Greg Taylor, don't you? Because yeah, you think oh, definitely. Like, what, like, what am I meant to do with that old argument? But sort of based on what we've seen now, is that why you and John are sort of accepting if that's the right word? Yeah, that, that would be a penalty. Yeah, because I think listen, I think we've seen so many now. There must be the upwards of fifty handball penalties this season, and I I think that's one that's. Hard to defend if you're Greg Taylor, but if you're Greg Taylor, you're feeling you're feeling very very aggrieved because he is a yard away. He can't get his hand out the road, but on the letter of the law, the way it's been refereed this season, I do think it's a penalty. Uh, and like I says, I, I I've got grievances for VR because I, I think there's ways I'd like to see it tweaked. Uh, you know, a, a big thing for me, I've spoke about it, is I think the time to make decisions, uh, but. I agree with John. I think the mm. the game in Paisley was a was a great instance of how it worked. I think the 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 point of contact with um, Charles Dunn. I think it falls. I don't think by the time he lets go, Kyogo he's ever in the box. I think with oh, I seen people debating. Oh, he's never getting that ball. It doesn't matter. Alex Gogic's got a full fistful of his, his jerseys, impeding them to try and chase the ball of a, of any nature. So I think all three decisions were correct. Mm. John, going to try something mad. It's twenty five to seven. We might 
we might delve into this a bit deeper if we can. What about the actual football yesterday? The resilience, the relentlessness of Celtic second half. Oh, listen, Abada came on and, and, and made the difference for me. Um, when he came on, it, it just Celtic went up on our level. Uh, albeit St Murnard down to 10 men, but I, I think we would have won the game at all costs. Uh, going back to O's penalty, sorry, just picking up on that. Um, I don't know if you guys would have picked up, you probably would have. Not just the, the, the pull on the jersey, but Gogic's right leg, his right knee comes into O and takes his, his leg away as well. Uh, and uh, That's what I've seen, but it's definitely a penalty for the, the jersey pull anyway. Yeah, I don't think there's any complaints actually about that one, Roger. These things are rare. I think that was a. No, no dissent on that one. No, really a penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problems um, with that whatsoever. Wonder, t- is that is that is that another decent example of VAR? Because I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not in David Dickinson's head, but he might not have been able to see that because there's a lot of players in and in and around the box. So if that's the case, is that kind of what VAR's there for? Because everybody sees it back. Nobody complains. Hands up. There's a short pull penalty to Celtic. Great. No problem. Ultimately the correct decision was made yeah. I still think as a referee You're still supposed to be in a position Where you can see it Regardless of how many bodies are in the box So I would still like the referee to see it in real time Of course that's not going to happen mm. every time So that is why uh, VER is uh, introduced I've got to pick up what John says in terms of Abada and Such is the strength of Celtic squad Abada's what, still 21 yeah. He's played every game Which I learned on Beat the Pundit last week You, you learn something every single week I mean his numbers at 21 year old and for I say lack of game time he's played every game but been a bit more of a peripheral figure than he was last year not maybe started as many games as he has but any time he's come on and, and listen it's not just Abada Abada comes on makes the impact at half time goal three assists O'Reilly coming off the bench goal O comes off the bench goal I mean it's just the the introduction that Celtic can make in terms of games is just changing it for them every week it's been quite We don't agree on everything But most Celtic fans That phone in I think were Maybe mo- Yeah most I think Were sort of On board with the idea That it was Kyogo Jota Maeda. Maeda That's who they mostly picked Ahead of the final Albeit acknowledging Abada's got a good record Against Rangers And everyone praised Maeda's post World Cup form And, and rightly so mm-hmm. <laughs> You making a case now for Abada, not just on yesterday. How well, close is he, or what's? Well, the, the the thing is, you asked me last week, and I said that front three that started the game. But I mean, even Haxabanovic, you've got to say when he's played, mm. he's made impacts. He's got good numbers as well. I, I just think such is the strength and depth Celtic have got in their squad, and you you probably say particularly in the the attacking areas, they've just got so many good options at any point in, in time in any game. I think you need to be fair to players, don't you? If Abada's going to come on and influence the game, we touched on it earlier on the show and John mentioned it there a minute ago. If Abada's going to come on and influence a game the way he did yesterday, then he deserves a start. He's playing better at the minute than Dyes and Maida. And I'd be very surprised if you go to Celtic Park Wednesday night, Andy, I'd be very surprised if Leila Abada didn't like start the game. I said 21, I think, last year, finished with what, 16 goals, Young Player of the Year award. This yeah. season, again, he must be close to double really, figures again already. Really interested in some of the chat. You know, he was asked last week about. Not playing every week And he sort of hinted Something along the lines of You know there were factors People don't know about And blah 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 Then the manager of Israel Came out and said He hasn't been playing Every week He hasn't signed a contract Extension yet Don't know if there's any truth In that or not But it would just be interesting If I were Celtic I would try and get him tied down Mm. For as long as you can Possibly get him tied down Because as you rightly say Andy His numbers are great at 21 I think they're only going to get better in the next five years. Yeah, made some difference yesterday, that's for sure. What about more thoughts from Ange Postacoglu? 
I just thought the way the game was going, it was a good game for him to come on because <clears throat> I knew he'd get a bit of space out wide to run at them. And he's just, you know, he's a handful when he does that. He's always a goal threat. doesn't matter what oppositions he plays against. And, um, you know, he was really good today. He's a really ambitious guy and he wants to be at a big football club and he wants to win things and he wants to be the best he can be. Well, that's exactly where he's at. I mean, all our players and, and particularly the younger ones who want to go on to, say, further opportunities, maybe to a stronger league, you think they're going to go to a club where they're guaranteed game time? No. So, you know, it's no different here. We're a big club. Nothing's guaranteed. You've got to earn everything, and, and these boys do that. Thank you, John and Royston, 0141 951 1025. What's on your mind tonight then? You want to follow on that theme, agree or disagree with what you're hearing? That's absolutely fine. You want to change tact a little bit? That's also fine. What about Ibrooks uh, on Saturday? We've already done a bit on some of the uh, decisions. There were banners unveiled by the Rangers fans, there were some grumbles. After um, In the second half Sorry Michael Beale Speaking about people uh, Wanting to pull In the right direction How do you feel about All that Rangers fans w- w- Where are you at uh, With your team at the moment It was obviously a win But What do you think Of the overall picture 01419511025 We'll speak next 01419511025 This Is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna And Andy Halliday Are here It's 01419511025 Or it's Twitter At Clyde SSB So pick up that phone Let us know what is On your mind If you want to keep going With VAR and referees Then you're more than welcome That is That's the way it works Of course uh, it's good to talk about actual teams and performances and players and give praise and criticism where it's due. But you decide. 01419511025. Uh, let's hear from Robbie, who's on the line. Hi, Robbie. Good evening, Gordon and uh, Roger and Andy. Hey, I'd Robbie. just like to make a point. Uh, I hope uh, I'm going to be going to the game on um, Wednesday, Celtic Hearts. And I'm hoping that Hearts have an absolutely terrific game. I'm hoping that Andy Halliday has a man of the match performance for his team anyway. Why uh, the reason being, just feel like there's the a butt coming here. Yeah, the reason being is that um, I'm, as much as I like Celtic winning, I like to see a wee bit of variety in their wins. So I'm no looking for Celtic to trounce Hearts 4 0 when Hearts hardly ever in the game. I'm actually looking for Hearts to have a great game. I'm looking for them to put. Celtic under a lot of pressure I'm waiting for them to get good chances I'm waiting for them to score a goal Because at the end of the day is I want Hearts to be coming at their best Obviously I'm wanting my, my team still to win But I think the more Celtic are tested I know it's, <laughs> you, you don't go out to uh, get tested as such And be, you want to make, make the, the game as easy as possible And that's what Anne Spostakoglu will do But I mean it takes two to tango So I'm waiting for Hearts to Come out and have a, a really, really strong performance. The reason being is that I'm, I think when Celtic go into Europe, the more they're tested domestically, the better they'll be. So if they're having their own way all the time, it's not really good when they, they move up the, the competition. Was yesterday enough variety for you, Robbie? It's not often we see Celtic trail early and maybe a bit stuffy in that first half. Yeah, I mean they got they got the job done in the second half, but again they were tested a wee bit in the first first half. Not so much. Uh, St. Martin, but I mean they were they were tested like you know with St. Martin sitting in. I hope that Hearts come out on Wednesday and have a go and get the balance right between defending and attacking. Whereas I mean I was at the game in December 2021. There was a, there was a, a, a 20 minute period where Hearts were 
was it was it, was it Janelle and Boyce or Boyce and Mackay they were playing very very well and they tested Celtic especially in that second half been some, been some good meetings to be fair Andy yeah, Tyne Castle say that. mostly maybe yeah. I don't know if I'm just being selective since I've been at the club I mean obviously Celtic have got a very good record as you'd expect but I think for the neutral there's been a lot of good games uh, you know I think I look at the I think it was four meetings at Parkhead alone last year uh, three of them were decided by a goal um, Celtic won the, the three of them by a goal and then the the post split one I think uh, Robbie might be able to correct me it was five four or five one I think where Celtic were just outstanding on the day but I think there's been some some very very good games uh, hopefully um, we're on the better end of the, the one goal swing this time but who knows listen Celtic are a fantastic team you look at the record that they've got this year and I think we need to be fair as well because I, even I said at the start of the show St Mirren were doing very well up until the red card which they were because that was clearly their game plan of going to go ahead frustrating Celtic try to sit and hold on to what they got but after the 90 minute piece they had one shot one shot in target Celtic had 83% possession and like Roger said at the top of the show it was quite right Celtic did look like scoring every time they went forward in the second half so listen Wednesday's going to be a, a tough test but Hopefully we can stick to our game plan and do a bit better. I'll be fascinated to see the team selections, Robbie, at half past seven or seven o'clock whenever they come out. Because for me, Saturday lunchtime at Tynecastle, Scottish Cup quarter final, is more significant at the minute for both teams than Wednesday night in the league at Celtic Park is. You know, Celtic can afford; they've got themselves in such a good position. You could afford to drop any points against Hearts on Wednesday night and still be in pole position. So I just wonder if Ange Postagoglu is looking at the Abadas and the Haxabanoviches, the Turnbulls, the O's, the O'Reillys, perhaps to freshen up with a view to bringing the big hitters back in at Tynecastle. And even Robbie Nielsen, I spoke to him after the game when they beat St Johnson on Saturday, there for Super Scoreboard, and he talks about the pressure on his... I think he called them his creative players The Barry McKay's The Robert Snodgrass's The Lawrence Shanklin's How difficult it is to go Saturday, Wednesday Early Saturday Two of those three games Being against the champions I think Hearts might shuffle the pack A wee bit on Wednesday night as well So I'll be really fascinated To see the team lineups Because I think Saturday's Bigger than Wednesday Phil, we made um, I think we made something like Nine changes The the game at Celtic Park At the mm. start of the season and, and and again Robbie would have Probably been there It was quite a competitive game Celtic As you'd expect Had a lot of the ball But it was still 1-0 Going into the sort of Later stages of the game And then Obviously we go down to Nine men in the last Sort of 20 minutes And after that Or the best Try to come back At Celtic Park <laughs> With nine men so. Was uh, Abada the difference Maker yesterday Robbie? Yeah Yeah I actually thought um, He was going to bring on Hacks Abanovic But how wrong was that But I mean I like Abada's direct running. He's got a good shot in him. He's different for Jota and Maeda. He's just a wee bit more better ball control, even though he's quick as well, like Maeda. And, um, yeah, I would like to see Callum McGregor out for this game, and I would like to see Awata come in. That might happen. That might happen. Awata playing the, the holding role, and I would like to see O start in the game. Uh, that's a whole possibility mm. But uh, I'm really looking f- I'm really looking for uh, A good test by Hearts And I'm not expecting Hearts to suddenly be Like Man City And Andy Halliday To suddenly look like Kevin De Bruyne For the night But um, I'm looking for him Definitely to come out And have really really Test Celtic to the max Because I think in the long run The more Celtic are tested And I'm even looking for I'm even wanting Hearts to score There you go As long as Celtic win the game I, I, don't, I don't bother This is bizarre Get, Score a couple As long as Celtic it's score It's like you talk about Teams having luxury as well When you're talking about Freshening Freshening the team up And then we're mentioning Abada 16 goals mm, yeah. last year We're talking about O'Reilly Who was a mainstay uh, At the start of the season Fringe players Awata who's got 
player of the, player of the year in the J League and Haksabanovic and all these these qualities. So listen, they're in a position where they can afford to freshen it up and and and, and make changes. But I'm going to say echo what Roger said. If you give me a win this week. I would take Saturday I'd take both of them Don't get me wrong But I would be picking Saturday That's for sure I don't know about Kevin De Bruyne I know a couple of weeks He can do his hair like Calvin Phillips I was thinking that It's looking not bad Looking good Getting there isn't it Getting there Here was Stephen Robinson's take Since we're on that theme We make the perfect start It's it's our perfect scenario As a team Um, They have to come out And commit men forward Which they do obviously You think you're in total control of it But listen um, We've made a a poor decision When we're in total control Of the, the ball And as I say, it's it's a difficult proposition to play against Celtic with with eleven men. You know, ultimately second half, I believe there was three or four of the goals that were were decision making that maybe weren't because of the eleven men. I have to be very clear now that we we don't let that define our season. We're still very much in control in control of our destiny. I'm a reset. The boys, there's no there's no blame game here. Ultimately, I pick the players, so I'll take the blame. Saint Mirren must be sick of the sight of Celtic, Roger and. It just goes to show what Celtic have got in the locker. That's yeah. three games now. Recently, where I didn't feel like they've done fine. Yeah. They've done well. They've, yeah. they've been competitive. What is it? A 13 14 2, two. 14 two yeah. aggregate score or something like that. <laughs> you know, if you're Stephen well, Robinson, you'll be going right. We've given that a good go in the three games, and let's let's move on to I, another I, opposition. Listen, I think that's how Stephen Robinson will look upon it. Um, even if they look. In the cup game, you know, when, when O'Hara scored the penalty at Celtic Park, got it back to 3 1 with a few minutes to go. And Celtic still had time to get a couple of goals and added time. That is what they can do to you. They can score multiple goals in a very short period of time, as they did yesterday. But listen, th- these games will not define St. Mirren's season. They are still in the top six. And I think if Stephen Robinson can keep them in the top six, that's as big an achievement as taking Motherwell to two cup finals as he did a few years ago. He said it was a bigger achievement a couple of weeks ago. Not that I'm, not that hold, not that I'm holding it against him. I'm not um, having that. That's not a bigger achievement than two cup finals, surely. Unless he feels yeah, at Motherwell. Sure you get in the draw, you know, you can get through to cup finals. Ach, he obviously just feels that Motherwell are a footballing powerhouse, and that, <laughs> you know, that, that was just a sort of easy achievement to. But going into the game as well, like I says, if you, you don't want to go one 0 down to St Mirren because outside the old firm they had the best defensive record in the league. Their home record's been outstanding this season. I think it was nine wins and two draws the last eleven home games. What's the so cliche scored too early. Scored too Is early. That what it was? Definitely. If you're going to lose one, lose it early. The Dazzler tells That's you. That's a Dazzler classic, isn't it? Give Celtic plenty of time. Motherwell safe, Gordon. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm no, no, no. Oh yeah. Imagine I say that and it comes back to bite me in the backside. You think I'm going to make such a stupid claim on here mm. so that you can remind me of it? It's looking good. It's looking a lot better than it was. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Yep, definitely. Ten points in space of four games for Stuart Kettle. Well, yeah, it's got to be in the running for manager of the month, Roger. Yeah, you'd have to imagine. It. Uh, maybe we'll get back to them in the, the second hour. Right, but just before we round off this hour, uh, Robbie was on. We're obviously rounding off things from St Mirren yesterday. Anything we missed? What have we done? We've done... Was Kyogo in or outside the box? People are convinced that he was. People are convinced that he wasn't. Argue amongst yourselves. We've had what else was there? Oh, penalty. You're all in agreement there. I think yeah. good, right? We never agree on everything. We've had Greg Taylor's handball. I think mostly I in agreement, albeit it's a kind I, of it's an, uh, everybody's annoyed by the handball. I tell you, it was 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 actually close to get my howler of the week, and it was a bit tongue in cheek because it is quite funny. 
What about Cameron Carter Vickers free kick? And Postacoglu's face. And you can see with Cameron Carter Vickers' face as well. He almost had a wee chuckle to yourself. I, I don't mm. even know what I've just done there. That's the closest I've seen Ange to an outright laugh. <laughs> you know, he was, he was good. He, listen, after funny, after the cup finally spoke really well. After the cup finally, he was happy. He was smiley. Very content with his team. But I think in terms of an outright chuckle Aye, that's, definitely that's probably right as close there. as we've gone I don't think the St Mirren fans are that aggrieved because they acknowledge that it was 5-1 and not, wouldn't have been that close anyway perhaps wouldn't have made much difference but I've got a tweet here asking about Alistair Johnson did he divert that ball in with his hand ah, I, no I don't think so no I no. thought it looked as if it hit Harris his back, back. that's yeah. kind of what I thought at no. first certainly sorry I thought you were going to say is it his goal or is it an own goal no no, there was, I, I'm was always one on... for giving it to the player so I would give yeah. Alistair Johnson the goal but no I don't think it was in off his hand no, I thought it was. I thought it was Harris back. Uh, certainly for the angles I seen. Because it's certainly at the, at the very most does it come into that? Maybe a bit like what we said about um, the Kilmarnock handball. You know that we never really leave enough room, do we, to think if something's inconclusive, it's inconclusive, and especially yeah. with VAR, it's, it's supposed to be this clear and obvious thing. So you've you've no you've no qualms. No. No, Sorry None for me There you are Alistair The St Mirren tweeter um, You'll have to agree to disagree It's that time of the night Already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Come on then I know it's a tough ask On a Monday night But just think of it Think of the bragging rights Attached to beating Roger Hanna Or Andy Halliday It's 01419511025 And the lines close at 7 So be quick the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here it's 01419511025 and we would love for you to join us so come on what did you make it over the weekend well, we've done quite a bit on Paisley yesterday lots of refereeing uh, discussion debate agreement and disagreement a little bit of that from uh, Ibrooks at the weekend as well if you want to keep those going or change the tune completely it's the same number 01419511025 in fact we'll hear from Michael Beale in a second because Rangers won kept up that winning run in the league it's still 9 points but again you know, some grumbles because of the second half performance uh, banners presumably aimed at the board for taking their eye off the ball and calling for change what do you make of all that Rangers fans are you standing by that type of sentiment or not Pick up the phone And let us know We'll hear from Michael Beale And you After this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It is Beat the pundit time Let's see what we've got On here tonight It's Steph and Falkirk How are you Steph? Hello Hi Hi Have you ever played before? No I've, uh, I've never been on uh, the, I've never been on This radio station before Really? Really? What made you call tonight? Uh, I just uh, I, I thought I'd throw my uh, throw my name in the hat and uh, have a go do it. Mean why not? Uh, but, uh, why not? Quite right. Yeah. I, I, why not, Roger? I can't think of an answer. It's a, a very good outlook from Steph uh, on the line. Roger Hanna has provided me with a new coin. A man in the pub apparently came up, t- and a few yeah. people have kindly sent me these over the years. But a man in the pub apparently came up to Roger Hanna. Gave him a, a, a shiny new coin for me to a use. A regular listener on, by the name of Louis Hamilton. Be- Lewis Hamilton. Louis, not Louis, Lewis Hamilton. Louis, right. Louis Hamilton. He's not uh, that fast. Right. So let's. I'll use my shiny new one tonight. Heads, it will be Roger Hanna. Tails, it will be Andy Halliday. It'll definitely be Steph and Falkirk. Oh, that toss is nice. That coin, really good. It's only one way. 
You're right, it is. It's tails. What you trying to you're trying to say that my new coins weighted? They all are. Not at all. Tails, it's you Andy Halliday against Stephen Falkirk. So here's what we do. Give you some clay too to to listen to Andy uh, That way Andy can't hear what's going on I even got a blast of Clyde 2 in my ear there Which was a surprise Because that doesn't usually happen to me What a turn of pace from the producer I fixed that pronto uh, Right Steph, 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you want to just pass and move on That's alright, you can do that, okay? Okay, let's right. do it Good man, 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Joe Hart joined Celtic From which English Premier League club? Burnley Name the only Welshman to score for Rangers this season uh, oh, Name any player sent off in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. Uh, uh, which team? Uh, yeah, which team is top of the Scottish Championship? Uh, Who, who's made more league appearances this season, Ryan Jack or Glenn Kamara? Uh, Glenn Kamara. Which side are Celtic playing in the Scottish Cup quarter final this weekend? That. Okay, let's bring back. Andy, can you hear us? Yes. You ready? Yep. Same set of questions. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Joe Hart joined Celtic from which English Premier League club? Man City. Name the only Welshman to score for Rangers this season. Matondo. Name any player sent off in the Scottish Premiership at the weekend. Uh, Fitzwater. Which team is currently top of the Scottish Championship? Queen's Park. Who made more league appearances for Rangers this season? Ryan Jack or Glenn Kamara? Ryan Jack Who the Celtic play in the Scottish Cup quarter finals this weekend Take Yeah hearts Billy Gilmore plays for which English Premier League team Which stadium Did we start that in time You Producer did yeah. Michael, Which oh, Can he get stadium You hate stadium questions Oh you'll like this one though What's got a bigger capacity Easter Road or Tynecastle It's Easter Road isn't it You tell me I think it okay. is yeah uh, Steph how do you think it went well, I'm not sure. Uh, he's a few different answers mm, to me. I know. I tell you what, they're not right. I was worried in the first two. Tottenham was who Joe Hart joined from. So you was. forget that, don't you? Because yeah. he did he kind of play in, many times. Two is no. Tom Lawrence. Two is Tom Lawrence, Sandy Halliday. It's all well and good knowing after the event he's the only Welshman to score for Rangers this season. Tom Lawrence. So it was nil nil after two, and I was I was a bit worried. I must admit. Name any player sent off. In the Premiership at the weekend You had the choice of Charles Dunn Jack Fitzwater Or Jack Baldwin You both got one right So it's one each uh, Top of the Championship Steph is Queen's Park Andy goes 2-1 in front uh, You then had a 50-50 shout And there's only one in it But it is Ryan Jack Who's got one more Steph I'm afraid to tell you So 3-1 Andy I would expect him to know And you as well Being a Celtic fan You both knew it was Celtic Hearts At the weekend 4-2 and then Andy stretched his legs because Steph ran out of time. Billy Gilmore is Brighton and Easter Road has a marginally bigger capacity than Tynecastle. So it is a 6-2 victory for Andy Halliday. Hard lines, Steph. Oh, yeah, well done, Andy. No, well done, Steph. Thanks for playing, Steph. Good Before man. again. All right, thank you. There we are. I love that. I, I honestly, I, I just love Steph's style. I've never been on this radio station before. I just thought I'd give it a go. Why not? You're still disappointed I've had, in a, your own I, I've had a shocker there I, Steph was maybe a wee bit unlucky He's not answered quick enough But This is like When you know, when one of our dominant teams Wins 5-0 And we get callers to say But it should have been 8 Roger nah, We missed too many chances That's him On Beat the Pundit tonight Yeah Three red cards Jack Fitzwater Charles Dunn Jack Baldwin I feel like we've almost argued about them all already What about David Martindale He had a wee moment didn't he? Yeah he did yep well, uh, Only one moment one I think One fingered gesture yeah. At the weekend 
Followed the game up by saying that it was just a joke He was trying to signify there was one minute left um, When you saw the TV pictures Did you quite buy into that oh, reasoning? Listen, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt mm. I think Livy at the minute They're going through a difficult spell Shall we say they get knocked out of the cup By Inverness at home Lost to the Angels They've now lost quite heavily to Hibs as well They've tumbled out to the top six. He's seen Jack Fitzwater sent off, as Andy said. Io Obalai is facing a period out in the sidelines as well, injured. So the problems are sort of mounting for David Martindale. So I think we can probably let him off with one minor indiscretion. Yeah, okay. I've been quite uh, open at the fact that I think Livingston have been on. Un- I don't think people have reviewed them the way they should be this year. I think there's a, this notion that they're always direct and I've been talking about. They've actually played a lot of attacking football yeah. this year more than normal, but I think that Hibs game sort of exposed that a little bit mm. in terms of the high line. I've never seen Livingston play with such high a line that led to the the equaliser for Ewan and and, uh, and obviously the, the, the transition counter-attack for the Omiongo and goal but, as well. But, but with six games, they've got six games left before the split. If you'd said to David Martindale at the start of the season... You'll get to 27 games and you'll be 15 points clear of Dundee United and 11 clear of the playoff place. He would have taken it. 01419511025. Rangers fans, we're about to hear from Michael Beale. So I wonder what you make of this. It was another victory. There was the banner behind the goal about taking your eye off the ball um, and change being wanted. There were sort of grumbles, I guess, of the second half performance. We had a bit of criticism on the phones on Saturday night. Michael Beale. Uh, has spoken about those topics I wonder how you feel overall How would you sum up uh, Where Rangers are at Obviously last week Was a bad one And there was a lot of negativity After the cup final What about now How would you sum it up And if you need inspiration Listen uh, To the thoughts of The manager here Listen the fans are Entitled to To make their Their feelings known When they do They support the team At other times Fantastically And listen They pay their money And they come We'd be a lot worse off Without our fans I think that's fair to say But I would like it That we was all together But I understand At times There's going to be discontent When we lose a cup final In the way that we played I think in the days after You are going to see A reaction from the fans It's important You see a reaction From the players on the pitch And I thought Certainly first half, but for majority of the game at the weekend, we, we got that. And that's all that the players can do. And I've got to try and keep all that away from them. That's my job. And the other things I can't really control. The story of the season is one of disappointment. I think that's why the fans are sometimes in love and other times not in love with the team. That's fine. That's the same at every single club. But if anything, I feel stronger today than when I came back into the club. And I knew it wasn't going to be perfect straight away. What do you make of it all over the weekend, Roger? Um, the biggest problem facing Michael Beale and Rangers And Michael Beale can't see it The biggest problem is Celtic are unstoppable at the minute This is one of the best Celtic teams Of the modern era Or one of the most competitive 27 league games Gordon They've won 25 And they've drawn at Ibrox They've scored 87 goals They've just retained the league cup They are an outstanding outfit and Michael Beale's got to try and, and sort of compete with that. You know, tomorrow, the second anniversary of Rangers winning the league, stopping Celtic's quest for 10 in a row and winning title number 55. Since then, they've won a Scottish Cup for the first time in a dozen years or so. Since then, they've been at a European final. Some of the football hasn't been great, but some of the football has been good. You need to remember that they did win a Scottish Cup. They did get to a European final. The problem for Michael Beale is keeping pace with this outstanding Celtic team. What are you made of it, Andy? You understand some of the 
the, the criticism if you can call it that I mean don't get me wrong I, I, I'm not sure anyone expects a victory against Kilmarnock at home is it that's not going to just make everything no. okay from, from last week clearly um, but there does still seem to be a, a bit of a, a grumbling going on yeah I still stick by to similar to what I said last week I think it's unfair if it's directed towards a manager mm. but I think they can quite rightly demand change from elsewhere I think uh, you know, I, I still take it back to you know when, when they won the uh, title number 55 and Steve, Stephen Gerrard said in his post-match reaction that we need to fix the roof when the sun's still shining that led to a summer where Lundstrom was a free Sakala was a free Roger will be able to help me out with other signings never really spent a penny again going into last summer with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst I don't think he was backed anywhere near enough and I think if Rangers are to catch Celtic which is going to be a very very difficult job the board are going to have to back the manager uh, in terms of the uh, the game in isolation I remember when Michael Beale first came in I think he you know, lamented a couple of the home performances that he still senses the players are playing with anxiousness he's not really getting that sort of free flowing football that he likes I actually was worried going into the game at the weekend against Kilmarnock that that anxiousness could easily be there you know it's quite easy well going into the Ibrox it could be a toxic atmosphere if Rangers didn't start well or Kilmarnock got an early goal whatever it may be I think the first half is arguably the best Rangers have played at Ibrox this season uh, but then it led to again a, probably a really sloppy 20-25 minutes where Kilmarnock grew into the game Jordan Jones has a chance the penalty shout the goal uh, and then again I thought they finished quite strong so I think it would be unfair if it was directed towards the manager What do you think Jim who's a Rangers fan if this was all about league form I don't think there would be too many complaints right now from, from Rangers fans so what what is it that's that's causing some of the unru- unrest is probably a bit strong but causing the disappointment I just think it's <clears throat> the, way, the way they've collapsed in the second half well not collapsed but underperformed and underachieved in the second half. <clears throat> the other point is, for Mr. Beale to come away and say he won't use loan signings, where's, where, if they let Morelos and Kent walk away for nothing, where's all the money coming from to, re, to get players of that quality back in? And the board, I think, I think we need a Fergus McCann-type figure at that board to run the club as a business, not the way it's been run just now, because they let Brian Loudrop walk away for free. And look, what did Brian Loudrop give give us in the last six months of his contract? Nothing. There's a name I didn't expect to be brought up tonight, I must say. What um, one? There's two there. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, Roger, I guess, is this the size of the jigsaw that the, the Rangers board and Michael Beale and the players and the fans all need to put together just now because you're talking about a second half disappointment and a new contract for Kent and Morelos and no loan sign it feels like everything's sort of getting thrown into one the big b- pot the best thing that can happen for Michael Beale is for Andy Halliday to get a couple of goals on Saturday lunchtime and knock Celtic out of the Scottish Cup because Rangers fans at the minute are living in fear of Celtic winning the treble that would be the worst mm. finale to the season for Rangers supporters and for Michael Beale. Um, what's happened in the past, to a degree, is irrelevant because it's happened in the past. What Rangers now need to do is sign footballers who are better than the footballers that they've currently got because it's been shown in the last two years that the footballers they've currently got aren't good enough to keep up with this Celtic mm. team. I think one of the damning stats, you mentioned it in the show last week, Gordon, I think, since... The previous Old Firm League Cup final in 2019 when Julian scored, Celtic had signed however many players. Callum McGregor was the only survivor yep. in, in the squad. Starting 11. 
in but, Stirling. Since that game, Rangers had signed 28 players. But they still had seven of mm. the same starters from that yep. previous League Cup final, which would tell you mm. the signings coming into the club aren't as good as the players yeah. who are already there. I, I get, they need I to get, break that cycle. I get where you're coming from, obviously, because like this is Glasgow, and you're kind of always judged, you know, against your opponent. But th- there has to be a point though, where Rangers n- need to look after themselves and, and make make the right decision. So if it is about Kent or Morelos, these things still have to be. Handled oh, properly Irrespective of, of what Celtic yeah, are doing and we, said it, we said it last week Ma- Michael Beale has got a squad there No offence Andy That can beat Hard Sibs in Aberdeen But that should not be the sum Of Michael Beale's ambitions Michael Beale as Rangers manager Must have ambitions To Sort of wrench that pendulum of power Back from Celtic And to do so He needs players Who are better than the current ones Or He needs to Get more out of Ryan Kent more out of Alfredo Morelos More out of James Tavernier And Conor Goldson And Borna Barisic Who mm. have been shown In the last couple of years That they can't Keep up with Celtic So either He brings in better players Or he makes the current ones A good bit better uh, Michael Beale Andy He says you know He came into the job With his eyes wide open And he knew what to expect None of this is A surprise None of this is a a challenge But it is a fairly unique Footballing environment Isn't it Because like we said A 3-1 win against Kilmarnock at the moment It was almost met with A shrug of the shoulders At the weekend Yeah You know it was like Cantwell got some praise And I think Cholak got some praise And so on um, But it just It just takes more than that To please Those Rangers fans That are not happy at the moment Which is I guess Understandable Yeah I was going to say I, I, I mean how can you argue with it It's been over a decade now where Rangers have won two trophies and Celtic have won was it 21 22 something yeah. like that so listen the fans have got every night uh, every right to be disgruntled at that I think um, how do you do that Rogers pointed out 28 signings 28 it's a lot of signings I've seen a, a a picture of Rangers apparent wage bill whether that's true or not but the fact of the matter is they have a sufficient wage bill to compete with Celtic mm. But if you're not recruiting the right players to come in and make Rangers better, then you're not going to get close. And on the other side of the city, Ange Postecoglou has recruited extremely, yeah. extremely well at Celtic. So for Rangers to get better, because I believe they have the right coach at the job, he's 14 wins out of 15 in the league, albeit a very disappointing result in the League Cup final last week. They have to recruit well going into the summer. And you've got to say, I think the two that they've recruited in January, although a very small sample size, I've been really impressed with what I've seen of uh, of Raskin. And I think Todd Cantwell, for me, was man of the match at the weekend. So well, of, of I was going to say, what were the positives at the weekend, Roger? Because Michael Bull simply has to focus well, on some of them. He, he talked up Antonio Cholak after the game. I think, as Andy says, Todd Cantwell's performance will have helped the Rangers supporters, Nicholas Raskin in the first half as well. But all that does... Is, is you know provoke more questions about why they didn't start the league cup final if you like. Um, what I will say is that's another weekend gone past, Gordon, when none of the soon to be out of contract players have really made a case for getting a new contract. We're not here talking about an Alfredo mm. Morelos super hard track. Maybe just given the but, second half. Well, you know something, Ryan Jack's a possible final, exception because I would expect the likes of Stephen Davis mm. and Scott Arfield to go. Um, Malik Tillman's long term future still hasn't been resolved So y- you wonder If Davis and Arfield are going Would they let Jack go as well But you know they, they haven't made a contract offer to him yet And it's the 6th of March It's not just player recruitment as well I remember I think it was Stuart Robertson And a, a Rangers AGM Two maybe three years ago Sitting down This is our player model This is what yeah, we want to do yeah. Out with Obviously this season With Joe Aribo and Nathan Parson They haven't sold anyone 
And, and when who, Alfredo Morelos scores 14 goals yeah. in Europe and a French team makes a bid of what was it, 15 million leads and, and teams like that were linked with, with, with Ryan Kent, if that is your player model, then settle them at their and peak and, and, need, and recruit you, again. You need to be brave. Celtic have been brave before. You know, you're not telling me. Celtic didn't sell Kieran Tierney without a degree of a backlash from the supporters or Moussa Dembele or Odson Edward. There were supporters coming on to this show unhappy that the Celtic board had accepted those offers and sold those players. So you do need a degree of courage to do that. But, you know, you're right. Rangers have spoken about it. Stuart Robertson, Ross Wilson, people at the football club have spoken about it. And then when the moment came... To sell Morelos when he was at his peak and scoring all those goals in Europe or sell Kent when Marcello Bielsa wanted to take him to Leeds they didn't sell the mm. players Thank you Gemmo 1419511025 Keep them coming We'll speak next Taking your calls on Scottish football 01419511025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna is here So is Andy Halliday So why not get in touch Show 1419511025 Twitter is at Clyde SSB I'll give you a teaser In the not too distant future Let's squeeze in a call first though uh, With Stuart in Rutherglen How's it going Stuart? Yeah no bad panel Hi guys Hi Stuart Hi, hi, hi Roger What's your point tonight Stuart? Yeah my point was um, Just hearing you talking about um, Postacoglu I said to your producer um, Do you think I'm a Rangers fan, but I think um, somebody said earlier that uh, Celtic are just unplayable now, and I think they're actually a better team um, than under Brendan Rodgers. Now, if hopefully um, we can win the Scottish Cup, the league's gone, hopefully we can win the Scottish Cup, um, stop doing the treble, but even at that, I still think... um, that somebody's going to come in. It's not going to be an Aston Villa. It's going to be a big team. Somebody's going to come in um, for Porsicoglu. Is that is that the stage it's got to? Roger Rangers fans are just publicly hoping that well that would be a good thing to happen. Let's hope that Celtic manager leaves. I mean, is that, is that the stage it's got to? Um, I don't know about that. It was obviously you know it doesn't matter who you are if you're doing well either as a manager or as a player. Other people look at you that, That's just the way football operates So I'm sure people are casting admiring glances up to Glasgow And looking at how well Ange Postecoglou's team are doing It's a very good point Stuart makes You know, you look at Everybody compares teams to other teams And it's a great comparison This Celtic team to the invincible team of Brendan Rodgers I think if Celtic keep winning games this season Do they eclipse the points total that Brendan got in that invincible season. More goals um, as well. You know, one of the things I would say as well in favour of Angie's team is that I think the team, the other teams at the top of the league, are probably stronger than they were when Brendan was at Celtic. You know, you hear there's been Rangers fans criticising the current Rangers team. I think this current Rangers team would probably beat the Rangers team that. Was there when Brendan first came into the job If you know what I mean We've got a strong Hearts team as well The last couple of years Who You know Probably the strongest Hearts team We've had in the league For a period of time So If Ange Postecoglou continues You know We said earlier on 27 games 25 wins and a draw 87 goals That would stand comparison to any team You've played against them both Andy What do you think? Yeah, Ange Postecoglou's team for me uh, For all the reasons above that Roger mentioned I, I think they've got a better squad I think they've got more depth uh, I also think for me they, they play a more attractive brand of football I know Brendan Rodgers was very much Possession-based, controlled And for me I look at the Celtic team And I think 
I don't want to say the, you know, the, the, the famous phrase that you use all the time but the intensity it, it very very does really drop I, I think you can see the amount of games and, uh, when I look at this season they where they have won stop. games no I say? wasn't going to say that no? uh, when I look how many games they've actually won in the first 20 minutes of games this season it must be going on 30-40% where they just blow teams out of the water at the start of games so I, I, I would edge Jans Postacogos team interesting interesting um, let's also bring in Scott just because it's on a a similar theme let's see what he uh, thinks as well going to try and squeeze these two in together if we can um, what's happening on my screen here have we got Scott yet I think we do yes yeah, Scott's in Postle Park what do you think Scott hi panel um, I just to say I know Celtic are playing brilliant and everything just now fair play to them but I, th- I, w- I think see if you give um, Bill a year in the job I think Rangers will start dominating the league I've got so much faith in him because I think he had a lot to do with the signings of like Ryan Kent and that before. I, honestly, I, I definitely think give him a year and we'll be back to being a dominant team in Scotland. That's just my mm. uh, opinion. Celtic are really playing well and I've been giving them that credit, but I just don't think they're as good as people make it. Honestly, I just don't see it. By what sort of metric, if you like? What, what do you mean by that, Scott? What, what, I, mean, I don't think Celtic are as good as the people make it. Yeah. Because well, they've, they've, they've played us twice. They've, they've drawn one and they've, 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 won, they've won by one goal, right? Give 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 Bill a year in the job and and give him a, a good summer window and then judge Celtic against Rangers and I can guarantee you we'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll be winning the league again. I've no idea. If, obviously, if Scott's right, Roger, what you'd have to say is though that that sort of. Throwaway phrase that Scott almost uses, um, like you know, give him a good summer window, as if that's easy. You know, as if you can do that, as if Celtic will stand still. You know, that these are yeah, and, and also you know we're looking way into the future, and I, I think these, you know, it's eleven league games Rangers have left. Um, Scottish Cup quarter final against Wraith at Ibrox, potentially a semi final, potentially a final. Um, that could be fourteen games. These fourteen games are huge for Michael Beale because he can't afford. Not to win the Scottish Cup He can't afford this 9 point deficit To go into double figures um, He is going to have to make Big decisions on the futures Of, of Ryan Kent, the player Scott mentioned there Of Alfredo Morelos Of Ryan Jack, of Malik Tillman um, He is going to have to Line up a number Of new signings to come in This summer, but even before then He needs to make sure Rangers season doesn't Sort of peter out yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, in terms of what Roger's saying there, I think I, t- I touched on it last week. I do think it's going to be a massive overhaul. I know that Michael Beale doesn't like to use that word. He says revamp, but you look at the amount of players that they've got out of contract. Uh, you look at what they already had to strengthen in January. I think he touched on he wanted four, three, four players in, in the January transfer window. Only got two, so I think there's going to be a number of players coming in. The issue is, from evidence that we've seen over the last three, four years, Rangers haven't recruited well. So it's going to be a big window in terms of of bodies that are going to come in the door But they have to get them right this time Which which they've not done for the last six or seven windows Yeah Scott, what's to say that they'll get them right this time? No, because I just He said on it, he said In the last press conference or two press conferences ago He's got got, uh, some players He's he's told the board a couple of players that he's eyed up already Whether he gets them or not But I don't think he gets credit as well He's just in the door. He's, he's was it fifteen games, one thirteen, drawn one and lost one. That, that that's that's brilliant, man. People need to give him a bit of credit for that as well. The guy's just in the door. Know what I mean? 
I mean now, it is in isolation yeah. Obviously is a good record Andy The one thing is that The one game you lose Is clearly going to have A hangover It's the big right? one that, that, It's the big fine. one yeah um, And it is in isolation yeah. You could not argue With the league results Since they came in But for a lot of people It's not been coupled with performances For some people You know that it is, It's the hangover from Losing your biggest rivals Cup final You're already behind Some things that have been said Maybe that they don't agree with Some yeah. gestures that have been made um, in, That they don't agree with Yeah since, Listen Since Michael Beals Came in the door He's turned the, the domestic fortunes Around in terms of uh, The run they've went on the league And he's actually now Projected to finish on 93 points If Rangers finish on 93 points It's the third highest SPL total The issue is and the other side of the city Celtic yeah. hasn't had, They're not losing Scott's talking about you know 14 wins 1 draw and 1 defeat Gordon you're right That's a terrific record But Ange Postecoglou in the league Said 25 wins 1 draw And 1 defeat And that's why I say The biggest problem Facing Michael Beale mm. Is how strong That Celtic team is And how difficult It will be To overhaul That Celtic team think, Listen Things change in football It's not going to be like this Forever but he, he does have a big job in his hands. Uh, thanks to the guys, Stuart and Scott, 01419511025. I'm giving you your teaser. I've given you a bit less time tonight, but I think you'll squish it. That's why I was comfortable with my executive decision because it's a very straightforward question. You've probably heard variations of it before. And this is a tribute to David De Gea, right? Because he did not do this yesterday at all. Can you name the 10 players... Who've got over 130 English Premier League clean sheets 130 clean sheets Over 130 um, In fact, do you know what I'll do? Yeah Well, do you know what? David De Gea is like in the answer So it's the other nine My apologies yeah. It's the other nine Because he is, believe it or not, one of them So it's the other nine players Apart from David De Gea Who've got over 130 clean sheets Peter Cech Yes Roger Hanna Joe Hart he has 127 Oh Not enough Not enough Another Peter Schmeichel He has 128 Wow No way Right mm-hmm. David James And don't say no Because he is right He is right Well done 169 David. Brad Friedel Yes 132 Okay we'll leave it there So it's a Apart from David De Gea Who couldn't do it yesterday Name the nine other English Premier League goalies With over 130 uh, English Premier League clean sheets You've got Czech, James and Friedel We'll try and get the rest before the end A bit of breaking news uh, This evening Ross County have appealed the red card Shown to Jack Baldwin In Saturday's game Against Motherwell I wonder what you make of that Roger Because look I Don't make apologies for it This show relies on it But we get very very worked up Either way And say the arrivals. They're getting all the VAR decisions No, you're getting all the VAR decisions We're hearing phrases tonight like Only one team is benefiting from this stuff And it's it's cheating And If you're Malky Mackay in a quiet corner of the Highlands You might point to a VAR red card for Jack Baldwin At the weekend as a moment that gets you relegated from the yeah, division You know, we, we have to be fair about this All teams... Can feel that they've been hard done I'll, by. I was in Dingwall a week passing Saturday for Super Scoreboard Gordon, and in the midst of a 4 0 win over Dundee United, they had a, a goal disallowed for Noan Kenna for offside. And the lines would be drawn, and it is, as you said earlier on, about something else. It's a matter of fact, he was offside. The two issues that Ross County feel aggrieved about at the weekend were matters of opinion. 
Now, the referee booked Jack Baldwin for taking down. It was Kevin Van Veen, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now, it then went to VAR and he got a red card. Now, I think it's a particularly harsh red card because I think Conor Randall was coming round covering. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's not a dogzo, as they all say. Now, prior and, to what, that, and then, what's more, is it a clear and obvious error? Because no, it's, not, it's not just the question, is it, a, at that it's point? It's not a clear and obvious error. And you can see the same the similar thing about the penalty. You know, Fraser Wishart was up there the weekend, shouted, penalty, Ross County. It's a foul on Alec Yakavite by, I think it was Callum Butcher. And then all of a sudden, it goes to VAR. And it's overturned because Yakavite is deemed mm. to have fouled Butcher first. Now, they got that one right. Behave now, yourself. Well, there's a wee bit of toing and froing. But again, is it a clear and obvious error? Mm. I'm not sure either was a clear and obvious error therefore no. Malky Mackay will be rightly aggrieved again they're too I get it Andy look why Why would a Ross County decision get as much attention as a Celtic or Rangers yeah. decision in terms of supply and demand you know on this radio station Roger Hanna's newspaper so it's, n- it's nothing sinister it's just a supply and demand issue but again if you're Malky Mackay or the Ross County players that's the type of thing that would, that would maybe annoy you and I'm big enough and ugly enough to say you know what if that happened the other way around in that match. I'd expect all my mates to be pretty angry yeah. that Motherwell had been hard done by. So, what do you yeah. think? No, I think it's harsh. I think Conor Randall's on the cover. Uh, but the fact that VR's flagged it up, the fact Don Robertson's went to the monitor and overturned you know his decision, come back with. I would be surprised if they win the appeal. That's the other thing, Roger, because if we're now we're getting to the really boring stuff, if we're banging on about, okay, is it a clear and obvious error at the time? Is it now? <laughs> is it now a clear, double jeopardy? Is, is it now a clear enough and obvious enough error that you win the appeal? Because the you know I mean the bar almost gets raised every no, time. We're, we're back to the weld on the join on the elephant around <laughs> here. Um, there have been a couple though this season, different to the ones sure, you're talking about. Sure, yeah. If you think of Tony Watt, yellow card, mm-hmm. VAR, red card, appeal, he wins the appeal. Sure. Nicky Clark, yellow card, VAR, red card, but he wins the appeal. So. These things come down to opinion I think Jack Baldwin has every chance Of winning his appeal when it comes up But that's not going to help Malky Mackay Off the back of a 2-0 home defeat at the weekend Every chance but do you think he'll win the appeal? Yeah Do you? I think he's got a chance, yeah Well you're 1-0 in the appeals Because I thought that Kyle Vassells would win his appeal so And he I, never yeah, So he, he you're 1-0 in the week. appeals uh, He did again on a footballing Sense aside the things You know I can't be a hypocrite We said it with the other games earlier Let's talk about the actual football How big a win was that for Motherwell? Oh huge And 10 points from 12 Even the most ardent Motherwell fan Gordon DL Wouldn't have expected The Steel Men to take 10 points from 12 If you can cast your mind back Gordon And I think I was Trying to think where I was that day to day Motherwell lost in Kirkcaldy I was driving home Oh I'll tell you where I was I was at Air United versus Elgin Because it was a cup weekend And Stephen Hamill didn't trap For the press conference after the game Was he sacked? Was he not sacked? Liam Kelly eventually came out And spoke to the media You know He looked very emotional as he did So Motherwell were at rock bottom Gordon Mm -hmm. And you would not have Put a pound on them Taking 10 points from the next 12 So the job that Stuart Kettlewell has done And by the way Not easy games at home to Hearts 
At home to a good St. It was Saint quite easy on the day for what it's worth. <laughs> a good, a, a job for that. At home to a good St. Mirren side. Away at a Kilmarnock side who have a fantastic record at Rugby mm-hmm. Park this season. And then in Dingwall against a Ross County side who have just put four past Dundee United. It's not really been the easiest run of games. So to take 10 points from 12 has been... An outstanding achievement for Stuart Kevin. Motherwell have had a bad season, Andy. You'd have to say that they've had a, a bad season. Yet Kevin Van Veen is up to seventeen goals in all competitions. It's remarkable. I think I've seen the stat. Uh, the stat is the he's got the highest percentage of his own team's goals in oh, the league this year. Sure, yeah, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. he's got seventeen team of scored eight. <laughs> um, but listen, like Roger said, bottom of the league. And as far as new manager bounces go. Gordon, you've been bouncing for the last two weeks because ten points. What was what was the run Stevie Hamill finished on? Was it nine with it? I win no, not Try to forget about yeah, it. I don't so know the exact number. From that to ten points in the matter of two and a half weeks has has, has been remarkable. Indeed. And could get manager of the month. Well, we'll have to wait. And Roger see. might give us an exclusive if he's one of the part of the nomination board. I, I might distance myself from this. <laughs> uh, all, all I'll say to you, Andy, is. I selected someone else Who didn't oh. win Ooh, Controversial um, Right Apart from David De Gea Who are the nine Other English Premier League goalies With over 130 clean sheets how It's about, just a bit of a nod To that madness yesterday Absolute about, madness How about David Seaman David Seaman is one He's got 141 Okay Mark Schwarzer Mark Schwarzer Okay We'll leave it there We'll get the rest next And we'll work our way through More talking points from the weekend Join in Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday Are here at 0141 1025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, We're having a quick bash At this full time teaser as well uh, and if that tickles your fancy If you want to make up a question Like Kevin in Bells Hill did tonight Then it's fulltime at Clyde1.com On the email After the madness at Anfield yesterday Sometimes we give a nod to That league down the road there And we're asking you Apart from David De Gea There are nine goalies Who've kept more than 130 clean sheets In the English Premier League You've got five already So despite some wrong answers I do think you're on track Give me one more each Pepe Reina. Pepe Reina has one three six. Well done, Roger. Hey, Paul Robinson. Paul Robinson is not on Ooh. your list. He's only got eighty six. Hopeless. Worst Ooh. answer I've ever heard. Uh, Shea Gavin. He has one hundred and thirteen. I'm afraid. Hey, Rob Green. Rob Green is not on there either. Ooh, I thought you two were going to squish this. I'm happy with your failure here. No offence. Nigel Martin Yeah 137 Okay leave it there And we'll get the rest Hopefully uh, Before the end of the show Let's hear a bit from Jim Goodwin Shall we After that defeat At Tannadice We touched on it earlier Against Aberdeen The Duke Getting one of the goals Of the weekend From the panel In fact Dundee United's Defending Got Howler of the week As well uh, On the panel But unfortunately There was some more Unsavoury stuff as well Jim Goodwin um, Hit by objects From the Aberdeen fans Obviously wasn't expecting A a warm reception from the Aberdeen fans. They, you know, clearly disappointed with uh, with how things ended um, at the club for me. But uh, you know, I, I was disappointed with the fact that the, those coins and other projectiles getting chucked down on top of us. Um, you know, I, I have to say, it is definitely just a minority few. Um, you know, there's always a few bad eggs who tarnish the rest of the club because Aberdeen is a terrific club. You know, one of the, the best supported clubs in the country. Two and a half, three thousand of them down the road again tonight um, supporting their team. But a few mindless idiots 
unfortunately uh, have us talking about stuff that we really don't want to be talking about. So it was disappointing, but I'm, I'm not going to uh, go over the top on it. I'm sure it'll be dealt with um, necessarily. Was it just coins, Jim? Or was there anything else? Uh, there was a pie, there was a cup of juice and a couple of coins, and one of them unfortunately landed on the top of my head. Um, so, yeah, it was disappointing. Thankfully, uh, nothing serious, but, um, yeah, not what you want when you're going to your work. I can hear Fraser Wishart from here, Rod Johanna. These guys are at their work, just in their work, getting stuff chucked at them. And then it wouldn't really matter anyway if Jim Goodwin had upset the Aberdeen fans, but as he sort of said at the top, his crime here is... Not being able to get them the results that they wanted towards the end of of his time there, so it's um pretty unsavoury, wasn't it? Yeah, I I don't care whether they get the results or not. There's no excuse yeah. for that whatsoever. Um, Aberdeen issued a statement last night. Um, they should be issuing a public apology to Jim Goodwin for the conduct of those supporters at Tannadice at the weekend. I'm getting fed up with it, Gordon. It's happening all over the place. If it's not coins, it's lighters. If it's not lighters, it's flares. If it's not flares, it's something else. There was a flare thrown by an Aberdeen supporter that narrowly missed young Ryan Duncan. What happens if that clatters the kid in the head? What happens if it sets fire to his strip or hits a teammate or lands in one of the dugouts or lands in an Aberdeen fan in front of the one that threw it? What it goes through these people's heads is extremely worrying and I would like to see a little bit more done by the SPFL and the SFA and the police and the criminal justice mm. system in this country because we're sitting here very fortunate that Jim Goodwin is there to almost laugh off getting hit in the head by a coin if that hit him in the eye or the flare had hit Ryan Duncan in the head um, he wouldn't you know the, the whole thing would be taken seriously and the day will come when that happens uh, the other thing is it was a a great footballing story if you like the, the drama of it Andy we always say Scottish football just always produces Jim Goodwin back in the dugout so soon up against his former team uh, and all the rest of it big win for Aberdeen and were there improvements there still though for, for Dundee United? Oh definitely I, I, I thought Dundee United's first half performance was very good uh, if it wasn't for Steve Fletcher not, uh, not having his normal shooting boots on I think they could easily have been two goals up at half time you called Steve Steve aye that's it's, that, it, the go, thing is it's not that's when you know somebody personally you know I was going to say it's, it's not Stevie, that I disagree I've just never heard it I like yeah, that I thought Fletcher would have done better yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> young Stevie Fletcher but uh, listen he never got the results that was necessary that's clear that's why he's not in the, the job anymore but one thing they can thank Jim Goodwin for is Duke and Miofsky because two of them have been huge huge parts of uh, any success that Aberdeen have had this year and will continue to have yeah and Leighton Clarkson who's yep. playing very well too mm. at the minute yeah this is the bit that you can take over because Andy won't want to um, acknowledge it but you know, Aberdeen Hibs Hearts and, and I guess you, you would include St Mirren within that you don't have to go too far down to find Livy either um, but that's all heating up quite nicely that the top six battle for Europe call it what you will yeah listen I said it at two o'clock on Saturday before Hearts beat St Johnson 3-0 I thought Hearts need for the points was greater than St Johnson because there are teams beginning to get not quite breathe down their necks but there are teams beginning to get into that area where Robbie Nielsen will be looking over his shoulder um, uh, no offence Andy I, I don't expect Hearts to get too much at Celtic Park on Wednesday night and more away games am I right Andy is it four, four, four away games two home games yeah, before the split before the split and then you just never know what you get after the split so I think Hearts will finish third I think Hearts will finish third with a few points to spare but I think there's a bit of work for them to do to, yeah. to be fair the, a big part the of that after the weekend oh it was a big win I think yeah. off the back of 
I don't, I can't believe I mentioned it again, but the Motherwell performance, uh, it wasn't just the result because the results can happen, but the man of the performance is obviously nowhere near good enough. So, put my bounce back as soon as possible, leading up to what's going to be a tough run for us for the next few weeks. But uh, post World Cup break, I think we've lost two games in fifteen, so yeah. our run's been pretty good. The difference is compared to last year was Hibs are unbeaten in five, four wins in that. Aberdeen have picked up. Was it three in the last three five, wins in the last five? So. Teams running about, you're starting to run about your run as well. Have you, have you heard the recording of the show from Saturday? I've not. No? no. Was he getting stuck again? I don't even remember it. Usually he does. I think you used the word showboating when he was sent on. Oh, I did. Sorry, I forgot about that. Hearts are three up. They're showboating. <laughs> they're sending on holiday. They just roll off the tongue now. You sort of forget about them. Um, <laughs> how do you view the picture at the bottom then, Roger? If if, if we're talking about an improved Dundee United, they are still four points. Uh, yeah. From safety But they do have a game in hand Yeah And they go to Olivia on Wednesday night And I think things would look a lot better For Jim Goodwin Worth it to go And, and add to David Martindale's problems At Livy by getting a win uh, Fletch will need to find His Steve. scoring boots Steve remember. Uh, Ryan Edwards will need to Stop the opposition strikers Getting somewhere near the goal Which has proved problematic recently And right through the team Andy's right There were a few flashes In the first half against Aberdeen where they looked better But after a 4-0 at Ross County You can't look any worse Gordon But I, I think Wednesday's big for Dundee United If they get something out of the game And that 4 mm. point gap suddenly becomes 1 Or even if it becomes 3 Because they've got a better goal difference in Kilmarnock Suddenly it doesn't look quite so bad How do you stop it Being a daunting pros- proposition Going to, to Celtic Park Andy And what, what is it what does it do to the mindset when you play them again so soon at a different venue in a different competition? Don't There's say one game at a time. No, no. Well, well, first of all, it is one game at a time. <sighs> but listen, what I will say is there's been no blueprint, shall I say, on how to beat Celtic at Celtic Park. So I think what's important for us is we obviously we work on a game plan over the next couple of days. We try and stick to it the best we can and hopefully make a game of it and do one better than what the results were last week with the, the one goal swings I'm going to stick my neck in the links I've not I've not said it once because you know I think it's unprofessional for myself to mention who I think get drawn into relegation mm. battles and whatnot. I'm going to say it while they're four points behind Dundee United won't go down Whoa. Oh. four points at the bottom get of the table and they won't go down brave which just means that Kelly or Ross County are You're trying to stay away from it Well or you can guess who the other one is I'm not okay. going to mention it uh, Right you've oh. got two more goalies Who've got over 130 he, English Premier League clean sheets Andy said he's da What about Casper Schmeichel? No No Wow You mentioned a good one I'm, I'm going to let you take it away He's still currently playing No Hugo Lloris no No Close What about winning the league with Blackburn Tim Flowers? No You need to think A team that could have done with more than one goalie in over the weekend. Mm. Man United goalie. Tim Howard. Bosnich. Tim Howard, yes. And? Bosnich. No. Ed Dehoy. De <laughs> That's Chelsea. Uh, who's that? That's a really obvious one. Oh, wow. Really obvious. Before the days of De Gea, before the days. Yeah, of... just yeah, not long, but so. So who, who Post was Schmeichel. Who was after Pre De Gea. Oh, Bartes. No, Van der Sar. Come oh, on. Van der Sar. Oh, We're back course. tomorrow at wow. six o'clock. Callum's up next.